The Seven Rock Life Show is about stories that inspire with people that you will admire. Those that choose to live a life that is victorious, contributing to society and having fun along the journey. Learning to develop new chapters in life, learning from the past, but letting the old stories expire so it gives room for the new stories that you create. I'm your host, Stephen Mazurko. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of the Seven Rock Life journey of changing lives. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Seven Rock Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Mazurko, along with an awesome, awesome gentleman here, Jeff Eichenlab. I said it right, right? Way to go. I know, I spelt it right. You got it. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> to have you here. Thank you for coming to Seven Rock Life Podcast Nation. I know so many people are going to be touched uh, on what you're going to cover today, on your going on your spiritual walk. You know, those are that's one of the rocks of life, yeah. and being able to grow in that part of life and creating that foundation um, and that journey for, for yourself. And that's something we're excited to dive into. So a little background on Jeff. I'm really impressed with everything he's been doing. So he's 23 years old. He's a lead youth pastor at Smithtown Tabernacle, which is a congregation over 3000 plus people, uh, an amazing church, just doing great things for the community, missionary work. Uh, and, uh, so excited. He actually is able to, um, be the pastor for, from 12 years old to 18 years old which yeah. is such a huge, huge uh, part of, of life uh, yeah. growing up. Because I remember I was discovering myself during that time. Yeah. And still, to this day at 31, we're discovering ourselves forever. So I'm so excited to have you here. So let's you know get into just your story and your background and talk about the Seven Rock Life Podcast Nation, what you're all about and, and how yeah. uh, where it all began, man. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for the introduction. I feel good. Was that good? That. Tw- yeah, 23 right, good. years old. I'm working with 12 to 18-year-olds. Uh, it's amazing. I wouldn't want to do anything else in my life. And, uh, so my, my story, and I'll go back to the beginning. I'm a kid. Um, my, my parents bring me to church all the time. And, uh, so one day I am in a service as maybe a six, seven year old. There's, uh, this big cartoon character or whatever. Uh, they're in a costume or doing whatever. At church. Yeah. And they're doing a show for the kids. They used to use late night Sunday night services, and they're doing it. it's Salty the Singing Psalm Book. Salty with a with a P, like Psalms. Yeah. And Salty says, uh, "Hey, if you'd like to give your life to Jesus, if you want to follow Jesus, um, you know." And he just tells the gospel story. He talks about the goodness of God. Talks about the the fulfillment and fullness that comes from following Jesus. And as a six year old, you're even like, "Oh, what did he just say?" And it's for kids. They're not bringing cartoon characters or or co- people in costume for the adults. And so, yeah. give my life to Jesus. Probably six, seven years old. Fast forward, my parents um, get get divorced later in life, and wow. um, you know that that was definitely something. And and I, we always say my parents had the best, cleanest divorce you can imagine. Like we still do holidays together, and um, but it, it was a real it was a real thing for me and. Uh, so my dad gets remarried. I get a new family. I get stepbrothers who are like some of my best friends and, um, you know, get, get to just do life with them. And I wind up going to a, a Christian school. Shout out SCS Nation. Yeah. Um, and uh, just growing in God there. And while I'm a young person attending church, kind of just about the culture, it's easy to just go through motions. It's super easy um, to just kind of be in a church and do whatever and oh yeah you know I play an instrument so put me on stage or 
Yeah. Uh, and oh man. I think that was that was one of the first. How, how do we? We connected because I, I think I saw you at church. You were playing, and then we can. Where did we connect again exactly? Do you remember that day? The first time we connected, it might have been on a Friday night. On a Friday night. A Friday night. I, I was probably playing guitar or something. Um, and yeah, I think that was the first time I met you. And then that Sunday, I, I probably saw you at church as well. And I was just walking through the hallway, and uh, we said, "Hey!" And that was the first time we connected. Yeah, uh, and I just loved everything you were about. And I was yeah. like shocked. I was like, you're 23 years old and doing this. And we, you know, we were speaking a word to together and it was really refreshing to see that. And yeah. you carried it. So then we got coffee and we connected more. Yeah, and now you're, you know, you're doing a few times. We'll, we'll get into that of what your role is and what you've learned. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, it, it's really powerful because you're growing up. If you can kind of go through that a little bit, was that tough going through seeing your parents divorced and just seeing that, you know, uh, that broken kind of relationship? I know it, it was very, uh, uh, kosher in a way where it was it was nice it wasn't like you still had family uh stuff after that right yeah but how was that because you know i know a lot of people sometimes deal with that as kids yeah and, and you know i was young and i'm blessed to have parents that are willing to talk about it and we're willing to work through some of that stuff with me yeah um but yeah it hurts i mean no matter i i, I think anyone who's been through that kind of situation knows it's just different. Your life is different. You you grow up with other students, and and I'm transparent with this with any students I mentor and and my church family like that. But um, it's definitely different in comparison to the different uh, you know your friends with families, and you go over to your friend's house, and uh, it's definitely just a different situation. And so you grow up probably feeling a little bit different, feeling a little bit unique. Yeah, because you see everybody else with their family and come yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, and so. For for me, it was definitely a a, a more unique situation, and um, I, I mean, I, I was just blessed to have the right people around me. Well, yeah. When I look back, I mean, more than anything, as my as my journey continues from there, it was just being around people who genuinely cared about me, people who were older than me, mm-hmm. um, who didn't see me as a, a statistic in church or as another mm-hmm. number or yep. as another person that attended. Um, but they saw me as a person who, um, honestly, they just cared about me and they were willing to put, to put their arm around me and say, all right, you know, well, you're going to make it through life. You know, this is not, this won't define you. And my parents alongside that, making sure this wasn't a thing that defined me, um, important. So too often people will live in this old story of what happened to their parents or to themselves. And then they never create this new story and this new, uh, kind of book right and uh, you know we'll get into that later about being the author of your life and and how you can be the architect of creating your own book in your life right but what else you know community right we talked about that just before before we got into the podcast that community of growing up that obviously it saved you it helped you what else did you learn from that community of growing up in the you know in the church world and all that uh well one one of my favorite things and and Pastor Steve and our young adults pastor always says this. So he's I'll, awesome. I'll quote him on it. Yeah, he's, he's such a he's, good dude. He's the best. Uh, he's such a good base a basketball player too. He's a very good basketball player. He's he's a pretty good baseball. Well, I played a church softball team with him, and I almost it wasn't really my fault. They put me at shortstop. I'm not I'm not amazing, <laughs> but he uh he was playing that. If I don't know if you ever played church softball and you were at softball in any capacity, yeah, 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 slow yeah. pitch. Yeah. And you yeah you play baseball. I've so played you baseball my whole life. Yeah. So he's playing that. Where, you know you have a four man outfield. So yeah. You, so he's playing, but they don't tell me. So they put me at shortstop. I'm playing second base. Like I'm a senior in high school. I I'm in Bible college. Like I'm ready to go to Bible college. I'm not like an athlete. I love sports, but I'm not. 
I'm yeah. not looking to go crazy. Put me at second base. I'll, I'll turn two a couple times. And um, so I'm playing shortstop. The first game, dry. I think beginning of July. The it hadn't rained in month. Yeah. So you know what that ground is like. Yeah. It's coming up. And so first ball comes. These are grown men. These are grown men that love this. Yeah. So they're first ground ball to me, and I get behind it. I'm ready to go. Sure enough, it hits a rock or something. The ball goes up, and I'm like, wrong spot. Goes right through my legs. I'm figuring it's going to the outfield. Little do I know Pastor Steven is 10 feet behind me playing that short outfielder, <laughs> trying to catch all those like, line drives. <laughs> the line drives. He takes it. Thank God he's wearing a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. Sunglasses hit him square in the eye. The ball hits him square in the, in the face, gets his eyebrow. He gets like 18 stitches after that. Oh, my I gosh. I felt so bad. I almost killed Pastor Steve. <laughs> that was my fault. Oh, man. Um, they put great. me at second base. They switched me with the second base. I didn't know about the story. When he yeah. listens to this, now now I have to talk about this. And, and uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great. He's, he's such a blessing. Yeah. He's actually in my in my book um, and because uh, he's been such a monumental oh, part awesome. to everything. And, yeah. and he dresses so Rike Suave. He's very clean. Like he, very clean. I have to. I told him another day, and we'll get into actually content. Right? Everyone's <laughs> sorry. Like, what are we going into? <laughs> but, you have uh, to have fun. He dresses like I, I have when I go to church. I have to, and I know he's going to be there. I have to make sure that I'm I'm like working extra hard to be like yeah. swabimente. Oh, me you know? too. So it's um. So please yeah. stop doing that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but but either way, so Pastor but, Stephen always says this when it comes to community. He said he ends every single service by, "Don't do life alone. Mm. Don't do life alone." Because even in you think about. All kinds of culture. It's so easy. I mean, especially here in Long Island, this is like busyness. Long Island, New York area, the city, yeah. it is just busyness. And it's so easy to come in, come out, not yep. say hi to anyone, not ma- not build any real connections, have a lot of surface friendships. Um, so true. But community is the key. That, that That's why, you know, I mean, that's, it's, it's one of the keys to life. Uh, is to have people around you to have the right relationships and so for me that was probably whether I, I knew or not and, and Pastor Steven has been just a key you know not not not, not just to brag on him but he's been uh, just a key person still in that in my own life but just to have people in your life that are aware like hey we are a community and community can get sloppy community can get messy because you're dealing with real people you know yeah. we are real people with real problems and real issues and um, and that's fine, like that, like that. That's okay. But the the idea is be in community, be in community with other people, being accountable to other people uh, for your life, and they yep. can trust you. People that you can trust with your life. You know, those mentors in my life weren't just anyone I found on the street. They were people that I knew they had. They I knew I could trust them. They mm. had proven themselves that they are trustworthy. That they weren't there to, um, you know be popular they weren't there for for whatever reason yeah you you know the intentions of why somebody's doing yeah. something it's yeah. really real and i said it to somebody today i was having a conversation with actually a lady that's gonna be on a podcast and uh in, in a couple of months but i said if you can't build a home by yourself don't try to build a life by yourself mm. right and we sometimes try to design this life all by ourselves when we need somebody to help be the architect of the home to be the plumber and, we, and when you try to be everything mm. and whether you're in the organization with church or with business or with your family, right? It's like even the kids, everybody has their role, yeah. uh, the mom, the dad. And when you know your role, I think that's such an important thing, you know, to that. 
So, so you know, how what got you into? I know from from now because you're, you're still so young and you're gonna you have such a bright future. Yeah. What was like some monumental parts uh, on your spiritual walk? Because a lot of people, you know, and that's again, that's one of the rocks of life. So we'll get into it, and you know, this is what you know your faith is and what you've learned and everything, and, and similar to, to mine as well. That foundation, right? Yeah. What has your spiritual walk done for you in your life? And, uh, and what have you seen do it for other, do for others as well that you've mentored or, you know, pastored as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, for myself, I could speak to situations like working through that stuff with my family. That was a major thing where to see healing come out the other end of that, to mm. have friends that have gone through similar situations and seen the different ways that it's played out. Um, that was a huge thing to rely on not only the community, but my faith and my belief in God, my, my belief that he's enough and, um, and what he's done, even through, you know, we talk about the, the quiet moments, the moments where we could get away and yep. just kind of be, um, be with him. And he, uh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing what's taken place. There was, there was another time in my life where, um, you know, getting a little older, probably, I think I just graduated, uh, high school and just starting off college. And I was just going through a really rough season to, to not get too deep into it. And, um, and I remember I got a call from one of my friends who was like a super close friend uh, from high school, and he had just heard some of the stuff going on. And he gave me a call, and he was just like, "Hey, you know, man, like, he's like, he's one of those friends, a close guy, but just, you know, I'm not always gonna mm-hmm. connect with him in this way." But he was like, "Hey, if you need anything, dude, let me know. Like, I'll take you out tonight. We'll have fun, you know." And 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 I know kind of what he meant by that, and I was like, "Oh man, you know, I appreciate it, but I'm good. I'm just." And it was those moments where. Yeah, there was community around me there, but I think that was a moment where I, I just remember breaking down and saying, "God, you're re- either you're real, and you work, and you you intervene, and like this can actually save my life mm. and bring me either you're gonna bring me fulfillment, or this is not the case at all." And I remember in that moment wow. that that was a season where I realized, "Wow, God, you are enough," and. And, you know, to, to pull on my faith from that, but I mean, to be able to be filled spiritually, mm-hmm. to be able to have the inside, right? And, and, and that's why even I, I always, I was around Bible one on places just because I think there's so much wisdom in it. And I'm going to try to quote it anyway, no matter where I am. But, yeah. um, you know, there's a verse that says, I, I pray all is well with you on the outside. I pray your health is well. I pray that your house is good. I pray your family's yep. good as well as it goes with your soul. And for me, that's when I realized, man, everything else around me could be good. Life could be all right. But man, if my soul's not okay, I think all those things fall into place when your yep. soul is where your soul is supposed to be. Mm, when my insides so are the right way, when I know I'm connected in the right sense, when I know I'm true uh, to myself and who I'm created to be, yep. what my calling is on the inside, oh man, the outside's going to be good. Oh man, I know I know everything else will be okay and it's not a prosperity mindset, but it's my. I don't depend on those things. Yep. I rely on my soul. And at the, at the end of the day, I mean, that's why the seven rocks are so cool. The first one is our spiritual, right? It's the first one. It's the longest it's chapter and yeah. it's what I go through. Because if our souls aren't in a place where we are confident in ourselves and where our souls aren't in a place where uh, we know we're reliant on, on him and our faith in that way. Yeah. Then, you know. And I start off the chapter where swag stands for yeah. start with appreciating God. Love that. And that's the best swag you can have. Um, and I know it's that void, right? And, mm. and I, I sent a Facebook post because I'm back on social media and you know, I took a little leave just to clear my mind and went through my season. So and, good. So wise. And uh, it was so much peace. Mm. Like you, you, 
I think sometimes we we eat in other people's fridge and forget to stock up our own fridge. Yeah. Right. And that emptiness that you go through life, because you know, it's. I was saying it to somebody today. Maybe you can kind of walk through this with this from your perspective. Is that a Tesla car needs a certain source of energy to be able to get you know to get powered, right? Yeah. And if you put it into the source with your toaster oven, it's not enough power, <laughs> right? Yeah. So in life. We yeah. think that we're getting like the source, but it's it's sources, not the source, mm-hmm. right? So, how did you discover your source, and and you know, with with God and with your faith, right? And and everybody has their own walk, but this is this is our walk, this is your walk, right? And um, what have you discovered in in keeping the source with Him? Would you say? Yeah, you you mean like in maintaining it, or you mean finding it? Finding it, and yeah. then maintaining then maintain. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think first finding it's a journey, even if you're raised in a church, even if you're surrounded by Christians, you need to go on your own journey. And and that was for me a a very real thing. And I think, um, I'm always fearful of being a person who just goes to the motion or is just in a cultural faith community or in a place where it's like, oh, it's just cool to be this way. You go, but you don't live it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'm always fearful. I, I, I had always been fearful of being a, a disingenuine person where I would be, commu- you know, I'd be in a church service and I would go to church because it's cool or I, I'd be a part of a small group or being with other believers because it was the cool thing to do and it's where my friends were. Yeah, You That's were going for place. other people. You weren't going for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then honestly just eventually I hit a point where I, I, I had to decide for myself and this is in my high school years these are the most formative years of your life but um, I had to make a decision to say either I'm in this for God or I'm in this for me either my life is to glorify me and I'll get what I can from this and whatever I can I'll find somewhere else or God actually is the source he actually is the source of everything good Yeah, and I can trust him and um, it's, it's like that Indiana Jones lead to faith, you know, <laughs> where, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. where he's like, at some point it's like, oh man, I'm going to have to try this out. Yep. Either this works or it doesn't. Yeah. You know, either my, my faith is going to work or it's not going to work. And the only way to find out, there's not going to be some clear thing like, all right, scientists demonstrate that this area of faith is is perfect, so everyone go mm. there. It's going to be, a, I have to put my faith this, and I know that that's a part of your story as well, and yeah. it had to be, hey, you know what, I, I am messed up. I can try a bunch of things and see what works, but let me start with this since I'm already involved in this, and man, it worked. Yeah, because I, I, if you're doing it this way and it's not working, then why not just switch it, right? Yeah. And... Or, or give it a shot. You know, you got nothing to lose because your life stays the same. It keeps going backwards or you can keep going forward, right? That's so why I love yeah. the song, Micah Tyler. I want to be different. I want to be changed. I want the world to know that the fire is so bright, you know, and, and those lyrics are in my book because it's just, it's it's so powerful, the lyrics and the words. And whether it stands for it or not, I, I don't think it does, but somebody said Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth, mm-hmm. right? And it's a manual, and it's a manual for us to read, to hear from the stories. And I love John Maxwell because yeah. his story, if a lot of you guys don't know John Maxwell, he was actually a, um, a pastor for, for a huge church in out west. I don't know if it was California. Uh, don't quote me on that. But then he realized that his book and a lot of his wisdom was going towards people who were in business. And when he found that out, he prayed that night, and, and the next day he ended up uh, resigning uh, over that year. He didn't just resign right away over that year, and, and the, or, the church still moved forward and still grew, but he became um, a, a, a business coach, and he uses the biblical principles to coach people oh, in leadership. So cool. 
and I think it's so profound. He has he has um, leaders and teachers and his his books in all countries around the world. Yeah. How crazy is that? <laughs> so God was like, hey, you think you're doing good here, but here, here, this is your dream, but this is my dream for you. And I think sometimes we we seek approval from everything and everyone, but you got to seek approval from yourself, right? Because I think with, and maybe we can dive into this, is you, you cater to the 12, and eight, 12 to 18, yeah, right? Yeah, so like junior high, high school. That's such your prime age, right? And maybe parents listen to this, or even um, parents that give this podcast to their kids, right? What are things that you've discovered with that age group that they're dealing with right now, uh, that they're going through, and then, and then, so what they're dealing with, and then how you're helping them get through these things? Yeah, um, we we had chatted about it a bit, and uh, and you know, I listened to that Bob Bob Kittle one before. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, that that was an awesome podcast you guys did. And so I won't be too redundant with it, but even talking about the social media aspect of what's happening, you look at Snapchat and Instagram and whatever they're on you know there's always something new yeah. TikTok, they got the the music video i think it is or something like that i i don't know yep um it is so comparison based and and we had we had talked about this a bit before but everything it, you are promoting your highlight reel yeah and so if your life is not exciting if my life is not exciting right now and i go on and and i see oh man look what this person's doing oh man look at look at this guy's youth group right to get super personal right for yep. me i follow another youth pastor oh man look at his look at the social media they're putting up yeah, oh my goodness um but the reality is i'm not rude i have to walk my own walk yeah i have to live my own life and so if every I I heard Chad Veach is a great leadership podcast. I don't know if you know Chad Veach called Leadership Lean In. Um, check him out. And it, it's a podcast I, I've listened to for a bit. And um, and and they they talk a lot about that having a grace for something, have a capacity for this, and growing your capacity for leadership. And and sometimes I think we are so. I wonder. I I, I never lived in a world really without social media. Like I'm I'm 23, so I'm born 95. I remember. I mean. 05 was probably when I started using a phone, maybe 06, 07. So all this stuff was just launching. Isn't that crazy that if you had a phone in your car, you were cool or like a beeper, right? Yeah. And then now it's just like we have computers in (laughs) our our pockets. Literally, the most important piece of technology you have. Everyone's annoyed about the the price of smartphones and it keeps getting more expensive. This, you take this everywhere with you. Do everything. Everything you do. This is the most important piece of technology we have. Um, but but I I do think it's so interesting where I, I wonder what life was like when you didn't when you just had your own capacity when mm. when I said my my capacity for my life wow. is to lead in this capacity right yeah. it's lead this much or to do this much wow. and it's not a negative thing you know it's not negative to say you know my, my youth group is this size theirs is this size and um. It's it's interesting because I think for a lot of people, it's it's the highlight reel mentality. It's it's why sports in high school is the most popular thing, right? Because they're the ones that are shining in front of everybody. They, they, you can celebrate them. Schools don't celebrate the people who are, you know, honor society and mathematicians until they're yeah. astronauts and they go to the moon until they serve in this huge capacity. But it, it's it's depressing because. Man, if my capacity is not as big as I would like it to be, or if my grace isn't as big, 
oh no, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I'm not cool enough. Maybe yeah. that's just how you were designed, and maybe that's your walk, and maybe you can still find fulfillment exactly there because your fulfillment so isn't in everything so you do. And it, it, I, I don't know. We want we want to define ourselves by the things we're doing. I want to define myself, man. You know, even the we introduce ourselves. Oh, you know, I'm Jeff. I, I'm at church, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm the youth pastor here. So nice to meet you. Like, I don't define myself by being a pastor. I'm Jeff. You know, I'm, I'm Jeff, and I have hobbies, and I have skills, and I have a capacity to lead a certain amount. But man, I, I'm defined because because God loved me first. You know, I'm defined because that that's who I am. And we we sometimes um, we model like what something like modeling is or whatever you do in your life, right? It's not something that. When somebody says I'm I'm a entrepreneur or um, I'm this, it's something I, I I did, not something that I I am. Yep. Right. And you have to understand those things. And what you just said is so so right because we sometimes determine our worth based on followers, based on approval. Yeah. Right. And when you get approval from everything and everyone, it's a dangerous spot to be. Right. And I heard this from I think it was actually Stephen Furtick, and he said. Real photos are not posted right away. They are done by a professional, then they're posted after because they have to get touched, right? And because then you're 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 an amateur. Then if you just want to, you want to get approval right away. Mm. Where I see a lot of people in today's world, right? They're not in the moment. Like it's Palm Sunday on Sunday, and you know whatever faith that you are, and you know different things throughout the year. Be in the moment with your family. Turn your device off for two, three, yeah. four hours be there like right now our, our phones i'm on airplane mode why it doesn't matter who's texting me what matters is jeff right in front of me yeah right and i've Thanks, spoken man. yeah and, and <laughs> but you you know when somebody's present in the moment and i think our society it's so funny this is actually gonna make total sense now so a lot of young kids i went to uh down in um one of the areas by the water with my family my mom and dad we got dinner it was a three and a half three hour dinner it took an hour and a half to get our food and my dad we literally saw people get up because it was so bad to service, they had four people quit there. They were just so overwhelmed, right? Wow. But my dad, after we were done, and we got through the whole dinner, three-hour dinner, right? And uh, But it was only uh, 25 minutes of eating. It was hilarious. My dad, <laughs> But it was like overlooking the water. Wow. And uh, he'll, he'll listen to this. And, be like, and he said, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, why? He's like, because I've seen you growing in your patience. I said, yeah. I said, I can't control people quitting and the food not coming out. I said, thank yeah. God we had a great view. I said, but everybody's so impatient, and they're so on the go. And the young kids that were there, what I've noticed, because I, I was sitting there like observing, is what happens is we're thinking that we're losing out on something else and we're not in a moment and they can't keep a job. They can't keep focused. They can't keep keep notes because they're like, did I get a like? Did I get a notification? I talk about that in a wow. book is is the, the dopamine wow. and serotonin, right? So they all quit and they're not in the moment because their mind, their body is there, but their mind is somewhere else. Their emotions are somewhere else. And if you can divide and I've been recently talking about this, if you can divide your emotional body versus your, your physical body in life, your life will change. Mm -hmm. Because that was something that I dealt with was that I would let my emotional body, things, people, things happening in my life, affect my physical body. And I just was talking to a lady today and she had uh, you know an issue with her neck. And Lily, as soon as she got in her walk with her spiritual walk and, and just gained sight of who she was and got rid of the other stuff of life, the baggage of life, that muscle that was on her neck, Lily went away overnight. Mm. And I think that's the challenge, not just with the, the 12, the 18 year olds, but the older ones. And would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah. Oh, I, I think this is culture wide. This is American culture today. We are the ultimate comparison driven people. Yeah. Um, and, and it won't end. I mean, that that's why you have, 
that's why Facebook, right? That, that's a joke right now. Facebook, at least I, I live with high schoolers, basically. My, my entire life, uh, yeah, f- my full-time job is working with high schoolers. So but I, I often think like a high schooler. But the, the, the joke is, um, you know, you have Facebook right now is for their parents. So no high schoolers are on Facebook because <laughs> all their Facebook? moms are on there. That's like MySpace. And it's scary. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Didn't MySpace just like lose everything? Uh, probably sorry like, like yeah. I, I think i think myspace just blew up or something online up. yeah and they that, know yeah. like I, they lost like two million accounts or something so people are freaking out that I hadn't been on there in 10 years isn't it crazy though how things can just shift like that yeah oh yeah yeah but 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 the joke of it is you know oh my, my parents are on facebook why are parents on facebook anyway because they're posting pictures of their kids and they're still pro- my family's the best oh i think i can you know, oh, look at me as like, oh, look where we went this summer on vacation mm. as a family. Oh, look, look what we were able to do. And it's yeah. scary. It's generation wide and it's learned. Yeah. And it's, it's a balance, right? For, and this is actually a really good thing to cover because I was with my friend the other day golfing and he's the one that's in the book that made said this to me. And we were golfing at the same golf course. He told me at the same hole oh, and he said, um, he's like, yeah, you know, social media is great, but it's like eight to 12 hours of just competition. Mm. And people are competing about whose day's better today, and then they go to bed, and then there's another competition tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's that so the truth. That's so good. But it's a great way to connect. It's a great way to inspire. Oh, it's a great tool, right? amazing and, and, tool. And when it's not used, like podcasts, for example, I was so hesitant at this, but then I realized, like, man, the global reach, like, podcast changed my life. I'm like, wow, look what you could do. Yeah, you know, you can, you can, you, yeah, you have your your church, but then you also have church through podcasts or you have business through podcasts, right? And, and people can hear the word because I learned so much stuff in my yeah. life from people I may never meet, right? Yeah. Um, and if they're listening, I would love to meet you if you're one of those people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so what else do you see and what are some things, other gaps maybe you see in yeah. the youth um, and yeah. then also how you're he, helping them? Before we get to that, he, uh, the same Chad Veach podcast, he talks about on it how his church, he runs a church, Zoe Church in L.A., mm-hmm. He's in an elevator and he's he's a loud person because a lot of these a yeah. lot of preachers are we're just loud people, and he says he's on an elevator in L.A. and a woman's next to him and she goes you're just so joyful what do you do and he says oh, I'm a pastor and he says I'm I'm pastor church Zoe Church you should come and she said no way he says on the podcast she says no way I work for the NBA the NBA's marketing department and your church's Instagram page is one of the five Instagram pages we model the NBA's Instagram after. Wow. And it's like, whoa. You, you would know? never have known. You don't realize the reach that this kind of stuff can have. And so if, when you're putting out positive material, wow, people are, the reality is this, we're, we're fighting the battle and I'll try to keep students off it as much as possible because it can be such a negative place. But a lot of these people are going to be on the remedy. A lot of these students are, a lot of these adults are going to be on social media anyway, whether it's Instagram or Snapchat. So if we could be putting positive stuff out there, that as they mm-hmm. flow, th- as they're scrolling through the thing, and all of a sudden you come by Steve's page, and it's a positive post encouraging their day. It's a post yeah. I'm putting up. It's like, hey, hope you're doing well today. Praying for you today. Um, or, you know, or find just, God's something encouraging, or just growing them, or send them a message, text message, yeah, not a Instagram message, and and then send them an audio note or call them and just reach out to them if they're in, if they're on your heart. Yeah, you know, I was golfing again the, the other day and I was thinking of a gentleman that I was like man I gotta call him that day he calls me three hours later no kidding I was like dude I, I was just <laughs> thinking about you so it's crazy how you're connected in, yeah. in life what are some things this is good stuff um, I'm loving this yeah. you're you're awesome and you're 24 
No, 23, 23. turning 24, I'll be 24 Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Ah, right. When this comes out, you'll already be 24. Not, I'll be yep. just an old man. So what are things that you've you're, you've experienced through uh, being a, a youth pastor and just being around the, the culture and community of, of you know all the different guys there? Yeah, um, I love, I'm blessed to be where I am. I am blessed, and uh, and and the church I work at, I had worked there for, for quite some time as an assistant and was able to just be plugged in in, in a lot of different ways. Um, I, what I've learned is it's amazing being around genuine people. Yeah. There is nothing I think, and, and I, I, I can, I could speak to our church just cause I'm there. Um, but being there as a volunteer, being there as someone that just attended, being there as a volunteer, being someone that was an employee, an admin, uh, and now being there as a pastor, I can yeah. honestly say the pastors I worked with, the leadership I worked with was exactly the same from when I was a volunteer, the same friendly face I got on a Sunday morning when I just attended, yeah. when I was so excited to meet Pastor Arlingo, our senior pastor, for the first time, is the same man. Now that now when I get to sit in staff meetings or I get to have one-on-one meetings as, as we talk through ministry, he's the same person. And that's the entire staff I've gotten to work with. And for me, what that encourages me to do I want to be the same person in whatever conversation I am in. Because that's the other thing with our culture. It's so easy to put on faces. It's yep. so easy to say, oh, man, I'm going to be this person it's an avatar. when I'm with these people. Yeah, I'm going to be like this when I'm around my family. And this is what students are, too. A lot of a, a lot of times, you know, we talk through, we'll do youth camps and whatever. And, uh, you know, whether we talk to a parent or we talk to a student. And the parent's like, they're not like this at home. Or they're always like this at home, but they're perfect to church. And. You know, I, I think it's just our tendency from when, from when we're young is to be, okay, I'm going to be like this when I'm with these people. And when I'm with these friends, I'm going to be like this. And then when I'm with mm. these friends, I'll be like this. And then when yep. I'm alone at the end of the day, I'll be myself. And we wonder why we're depressed wow. when we're alone and we don't really know ourselves. It's because oh we've been gosh. pretending to be all sorts of people all day. You have these masks. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like that in my life. I had these who, masks. Who wasn't? That, 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 that's... I was that, like, that's the go-to. I'm like, who should I put on today? You know, and that I have the story about the mask with Jim Carrey in the book because mm. it's like I had this mask and my spiritual counselor, as he mentored me in life, and um, I realized that it's so much easier just to be one mask and yeah. be not even a mask, just be you, yeah. right? And uh, so that's 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 a really cool stuff. What about we we talked about this the other day on our phone call? The process of growing instead of arrival. Right? Yeah. And Mike Posner talks about that, how he asked, and I, I talked about this on another podcast, but it's really relatable, and I'll talk, say it real quick, and then I want you to say yeah. it. He said, um, you know, he's he's a big artist, um, It's a Ibiza, or whatever the name of the song is, it's a popular song, and he said to his mentor, he said, hey, what's the difference between somebody that gets to the top, and then crashes, does drugs, different things as an artist, and then people that get to the top, but they are not, um, you know, they don't crash. They're kind of just, they're they're cool with it, with that success and all that fame. He said the person that gets to the top and crashes, they were focused more on the on the result, on the outcome, and they weren't focused on the creation. Mm-hmm. And the person that falls, that doesn't fall, they focused on the creation of who they are and who, what they were becoming, their music, not what was going to happen from it later on, mm-hmm. right? So I think that relates to life, is that we focus too much on the, the arrival compared to the growing. So walk us through with that. Yeah, and we had talked about this a, a bit in the, our phone call as well, and um, one thing we always say, our leadership always says that our, um, whenever I try, I try to meet with our adult leadership for our student ministry. So yeah. we have 12 to 18 year olds 
And then we have an adult leadership team, which is not like a bunch of grown people. A lot of it's college age and then, you know, mid-20s people and early 30s. And uh, it's just people that just have a heart for young people and seeing them, you know, find Mm -hmm. God where they are. And so the one statement I said, hey, remember this in any interaction you have with a young person, any interaction you have with anyone you meet. What we are here, we are committed to direction, not perfection. Mm. You had to make it something that's easy to remember. So I'm like, all right, I got to do direction not perfection so to say hey and and it's this i i won't get too far into the sociological aspect of it but it's it's this idea that hey for a long time churches and and religion in general were a oh man you had to be a part of the community and it's called there's a lot of writing on this now it's called bounded set versus centered set and it's this idea of you think about and i'll make a long story short but you think about um like farmers so let's say you own three acres of land yeah. and you have a bunch of sheep you want to keep and i think that's the analogy they use um and so either you could build a fence around the entire thing and to keep all the sheep in so that they won't wander off mm-hmm. um which sometimes it's just not possible the, the more resource you have the more sheep you have the more land you have it's just not possible to build that around yep. and so for a long time churches were very uh bounded set they 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 would say all right this is a circle this is everything you need to believe and i'm making a circle for those of you who can't see it uh, listen to this podcast but it's say all right we're gonna make this so you have to be you have to fit into x y and z and you have to come to this many services and do this many things and mm, receive yep. this and the idea is to break that mold what farmers actually do is they dig wells inside of that three acres and they put it towards the center and so all the sheep then, instead of wandering off, they stay close because that's where the well wow. is. And so what happens is you may not have a fence around and some sheep may go further off, but at least then there's something in the center that you're saying, all right, this is what we are committed It keeps to. bringing them back. Yeah, they're going to come back to this because this wow. is where the well is. And they're not going to wander off because they know they find life here. And so for me, when I say direction, not perfection, I mean, I wish I could take credit for that, but that's uh, that, that's an analogy by someone else. I wish I had good authors, but if you look up bounded set versus centered set, there's there's a lot of writing on it. Um, but for us, when I, when I work with any student, um, whether they're brand new to church or they've been there their entire life, whether their family is following the Lord or their family couldn't care less about their faith and they just drop them off and pick them up on a weekly basis— I want this student where they're at to be facing God and moving in that direction. Mm. You don't need to be perfect because I'm not perfect. Yeah. You're not, none of us are perfect. And and we want to set, of course, pastors, we want to set an example. I want to be someone that could live above reproach that you could look to. And your imperfections make you perfect Mm -hmm. because, yeah, because it just makes you more real. Yeah. And and, and the reality is too, and and this is the, the scripture I was talking about when we had spoken earlier, but um, Paul talks about this in the New Testament. I think it's Second Corinthians, First Corinthians, or Second Corinthians. I should yeah. know, but he says it in one of them, and, and he talks about his weaknesses. And he says, I think it's Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians ten, twelve, somewhere on there. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, and he says, I ask God to remove my weakness. God, take away my weakness. Take away my weakness. Take away my my weakness. And he said, God didn't remove my weakness. And this is the advice I, I, I'd received from just uh, yeah. this, one of my mentors I met. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. Judah Smith, if you hear this, I love you. Thank you for meeting me at Hillsong Conference. Uh, and he uh, and, and he and he, he tells me this. this is, I, I asked him this in a very genuine place. And, um, and, and so Paul asks God, he says, God, why don't you remove it? And then Paul says, because in my weakness, God is made strong. Mm. where I am weak and, and then because to take away our weaknesses would, to, would be to lose our dependency on him yep. and he knows he's stronger if I'm really strong in an area 
God's still stronger in that area. Yep. Even if it's my best thing I do, whatever the best thing I do is, God's still better than me at it. He's still going to be stronger. So if my weakness, oh man, people say religion's a crutch, God's a crutch. Please give me two of them. Like I, I'll, I, I'm in. I'm yeah, all in because He is going to be stronger than I am. And um, yeah, and so when we when we start talking through this stuff, we start talking about weaknesses. We start talking about limitations. Yep, that's a realistic thing. But the goal is to be moving forward. The goal is I'm going to move forward every day. I'm I'm not going to be stagnant where I am today. I know I'm going to move forward because I know I can because God's before me. But how did you learn that at such a young age? Because you know I think a lot of times we think oh age is what tells us about wisdom. But yeah. you look at you know Jesus. Jesus was thirty-one years old, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, all right. So, what happened, or what like turning point in your life at such a young age? I know you went through some trials because of your family and different things, but what what got you there to where you're at now? Yeah, I cannot say for for lack of sounding too spiritual, I'll try to use a better better vernacular. <laughs> but um, I'm telling you, I found Jesus. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was on my knees. When I said, God, I'm confused, I don't understand, and he actually spoke to me. He actually communicated. For the first time in my life, I, yeah. you can truly feel loved and affirmed and say, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this is a perfect God. Yeah. Jesus is perfect, right? And the Bible says, while I was still in my sin, Jesus dies for me. Yeah, you're like, well, is that the doorbell? And wow, he's here? And yeah, like, <laughs> and it's like, oh my goodness, I yeah. could honestly say, like, Praise God if if you think I have wisdom and and you you you're helping me clean this stuff up a little bit. I'm a young guy and, and I'm blessed to have mentors in my life, but yeah. all of them would point to the same place of saying, "Man, it is only because I know God. It's only because I'm taking the time to be in the Bible, to be in Scripture." And and mm-hmm. there's a uh, there's so much wisdom here. A lot you of stories. Look at, yeah, a lot of stories. Um, and just amazing. I mean, you look at the most basic aspects of sociology, right? Community, like that's one of the seven rocks, right? Community. Yep. What's in the first two chapters? God creates everything, and then he says, man shouldn't be alone. Boom. Like, we have people now in the 20th century, right, writing all this kind of stuff, 21st century now. Oh, yeah, you know, it's good. When, when you're in community, it's actually your life. Your life's longer, and you're more fulfilled in this. Yeah. This stuff was written thousands of years ago. It's so true. And so I got in the Word, and I prayed. And I could honestly say, I wish I could point to anything else. I wish I could say I found some magic secret. I wish I could say I had something for you. That was it for me. That, that yeah. was it. And one of my favorite stories is Job, right? Job's story of how he was basically God's like, hey, um, I'm going to take everything away because I believe people are not, you know, talk about that story real yeah. quick because I think that's such a powerful story. People that are going through, and you know, again, whatever faith you are, this is our faith, you know, with that we, um, you know, that we believe in, but it's. It's the principles that are important because you can have a faith, you can have a title, but if you don't practice the principles, then it never it never goes out to life, right? And I mean, you look at there's a book I read, mentoring like Jesus, and mm-hmm. how he was how he mentored twelve guys that turned into you know billions of people, and uh, it's an amazing book that I that I read a while ago and yeah. uh, really profound and and really mm-hmm. you know important. But talk about the story of Job because I think some people yeah. may not have heard his story, right? And how they're in a part of their life where they've had stuff, they lost it, but then, so talk about the story of Job. Yeah, Job is, uh, I'll fast forward, it's like 40 chapters or something, but Job is, he's basically a man who has everything removed from his life, his his family, everything he owns, he was rich, he was happy, 
He was he was honoring to God, and then everything is removed from his life. Mm-hmm. He has nothing left. At the end of the day, he still chooses God. Yep. And 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 this is the principle: is this is saying, wow, you can remove everything else from my life, anything, God, right? Any tangible thing I have, my job, my career, the even the community around me, God. And I and I know, and these things aren't bad; they're not evil. God, you can still remove whatever. Yep. You are enough. My relationship with you, my trust in you, what you've taught me, what you've placed in me, the identity you've given me, that's enough. And he had a lot. And then his neighbors and friends were like, you're well, you're dumb. Why are you giving up everything? Because like, I trust in him, not just, I don't trust just in you guys. I trust in him. He's the source. I yeah. need sources. And then years later, he ends up getting like, 50, 100 times more of everything yeah. and prove that, hey, you know, he, he's real. He's here. Yeah. And um, because we, we just spoke about that before about emotional wealth versus financial wealth, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, you can you can have financial wealth. That's fine, right? Be a good steward of it, though. How do you give back? I mean, money just highlights if you're a good person or bad. Uh, you know, do you tithe? Do you give? I mean, Rick Warren ties, uh, reverse ties 90%. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of our program with Seven Rock Life and our clothing and uh, and the book, it's you know half of it goes to mission work and charity, and then every item that's bought, another item's donated every month yeah. uh, to give back and stuff that we do. And I'm actually going to Africa to Tanzania, yeah, which is so cool. I'm yeah. so excited for that in uh, in August with you guys. Um, so talk about financial wealth versus emotional wealth. Yeah. Because you know? I think we spoke about that earlier, and I want to hear your input on that. Yeah. Um. Well, this is where I get to speak as a 24-year-old and a 23-year-old and, and say I've not figured out everything as far as financial wealth, you know. Um, for me, though, what I've always found, and like I said, I can only speak to the people I've been around and, and what I've learned is when you put your trust in God, when you put your faith in God, if I'm going to rely on Him, then I know everything else is going to be okay. None of this stuff is evil. And, and even when we talked, and and I'm sorry, I know I'll just quote the Bible for days because I'm a pastor. So that, that's no, all. That's all yeah. I know. That, that's most of the wisdom I that's have. Great, yeah. Um, but there, there's this there's this chapter in the Psalms, Psalm 121, and uh, they're called the Songs of Ascent. I think it's 120 to 134, 135 are these Songs of Ascent. And uh, the psalm says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from God who made heaven and earth and mountains. And he won't let your foot stumble. He who watches over you won't slumber or sleep. Like, And it goes in this whole long thing. And, and the context of it, you could read that and it's encouraging. Right? My help doesn't come from the world. My help comes from God. The context of it is these are these Israelite people, these Jewish people that are going and they are going to Jerusalem. They're going to the temple. They are going to celebrate these feasts and holidays. And the context is, as they're going, they are passing by all of these mountains. And on these mountains, there are pagan gods. So there's a sun god, there's a moon god, there's the, the wow. Baal, you know. And so what you would do is, you're going through the day, and um, you're getting sunburned, right? And you're like, oh man, the sun god must be mad at me. So people would go up there, and they would actually uh, sacrifice the sun god. They'd pay a certain amount of money, they would bring hmm. animals or whatever. Oh, the, the moon god, right? So at night, you'd get... um. I'm, I'm trying to think of the right verb for basically you would just go crazy because of the moonlight and the way it would shine on you. So you'd go to the moon god and you'd sacrifice to that one. And so what the Israelites are saying, what the Jewish people are saying here is, oh, I lift my eyes to the mountains. I see everything the world has to offer. I see what people claim might help. I see the quick fix solution, right? You go through Instagram, you see all the, the yep. sponsored ads for like, oh, you know, coffee uh, coffee that makes you lose weight. Click here. And you're like, all right, got it. It's duct tape. The, yeah, the, 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 exactly. The, the quick fix. It's you see all these things. Oh yep. man, 
the world has to offer this, the world's going to offer this. Oh, you know, maybe if my savings gets to the right number, I'll be content. Nope. Maybe if I'm pouring enough money into my 403B, right? Like, I'm an adult now. I don't know if you know this, Steve. I just got a 403B. I'm a real adult now. Congratulations. Yeah, I feel great Welcome about it. adulthood. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I'm putting money awesome. in there, right? So if, if I get that to the right number, maybe I'll be content. Maybe I'll be happy. If I know I have the right amount of money, if I know I have the right amount of resources, if I, if I can go on X amount of vacations a year or if I could do these things, like, none of these things are bad. Money's not bad. Like, the Bible talks about money. It talks about how to deal with money. Money. Yeah, but you also at the same time you have Paul in the New Testament. Paul's a tent maker. He is while he is traveling the world doing missions work. He is building all these leather goods. He's selling tents all over the world. Like this stuff isn't evil. But at the end of the day, I do not stand on my savings account. I do not stand yeah. on the amount of money I have. If my my trust is not in God, where does my help come from? My help comes from God. And even Eugene Peterson, he writes the message translation. I love the way he says, he says, uh, I lift my eyes to the mountains. I have this painted on my office. My fiance paints this on my wall in my office. It's sick. He says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help? No, does my help come from mountains? No, my help comes from God who made heaven and earth and mountains. What's included in heaven and earth? Mountains. Wow, and so Dude, we start to get you, into. I got I got chills seriously because oh, what you said cool. <laughs> is is so um, so ahead of your age, um, oh, and uh, and it's just that wisdom because it's it's interesting. I wrote this down when you were saying something is uh, some people are so broke, all they have is is money, and what you need to remember yeah, that, that, that's so good. And what you need to remember is that that money that you're so attached to is only a piece of paper, and that's why yes, you can make it. It gives value. It shifts over the years of what provides value and answers, and I love that story about putting the you know the well in the middle so people go to the source. And I think money is very easy to make when you understand what value do you give. And the reason why those sheep or, or you know the cattle were going to there because there was a source there, there was something that they needed, right? Yeah. So if you provide value, if because if you understand the bartering system of years ago, money just flows to what they what humans think value is right now, mm, right? That's interesting, and it's so easy. So you don't make money, money flows to you, right? And then you can say, I want to do different things. Like I'm excited to, you know, the, the Seven Rock Life organization giving back and, and close and we're doing our first, um, you know, donations, all those things. It's, it's fun to do that. Um, that's what money allows or experiences like life resumes with your family. Um, my mom's on the way here, yeah. you know, and, and going to hang out with her and it's all those things are, are important, but don't, you know, because you have financial wealth and emotional wealth and sometimes when you get your financial wealth and you forget about your emotional wealth, this paper doesn't make you full because I've been there in my life, right? Can you make it? Do you want it? Yes, right? Because it's not fun when you get those red light tickets and they're 90 bucks and like that's half my <laughs> week's salary, you know? It's yeah. like, crap, you know? We should have stopped, right? So, um, <laughs> but that's really good stuff. I really love it. Now, last thing and we'll, uh, you know, we'll wrap it up and this is yeah. good stuff, man. Wow. I'm going to listen to this later because I love oh, everything oh, you man. talked about. I, I'm a realist, man. And I'm you're so excited awesome. for what you're doing and you're, you know, singing and you're getting uh, married soon, which is I exciting. Am. Yeah. Uh, where'd you guys meet? We met, we actually met at church. We met, ah. so so when I was in, when we were both in high school, we, we met playing on church bands together and, uh, you know, she's a couple years older than me, so she'll probably hate me saying Look that. Look at you. But, Sugar um, mama. No. <laughs> <laughs> so she, uh, so we wound up playing in a young adults group together on a Friday nights mm. and uh, that's where we met. We just, we connected and... Um, uh, honestly, I was just, I had never been, I had never sh- gone after a really crazy, intense relationship prior to that just because I was like, I want to wait till I meet someone that I really can 
trust. She's got a great voice. Both you guys. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. she, she really, she's much better than me. Uh, but 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 I'll take it. I, I like I like playing music with her. But um, uh, it, it was just so healthy for me to be in a relationship with someone who shared all the same values. Someone who was running the same race that I was. Someone that's the same way, running in the same direction that I was. And it's someone I could run alongside. Um, and so it's awesome. She, yeah. She's the best. So get married in June. And, uh, hey, you guys are all, you guys are so cute together really, <laughs> and just excited for your future. Uh, one more thing and then we'll, we'll yeah. wrap it up is how does somebody go on their walk? How does somebody start their walk? Right? Because it's just like, what do you do? Like, all right, I feel there's something wrong with me in my life. I feel like there's emptiness. And, and like we've talked about, you know, you have to go on your work on, walk on your own time. Right now, yeah. you can't create your own walk. There's a walk that's there, right? So walk us through. Um, how do you start it? What do you What do you do? Yeah. Um, well, first thing you do is, fortunately, God is real and God is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're looking for the spiritual walk, you can pray to Him exactly where you are. As you're listening to this podcast right now, you could press pause and be like, "Jeff, shut up!" And uh, <laughs> you can pause and you can say, "God, I'm here." And I'm available. We were talking about availability before, yeah, right? Carl Lentz owned a moment book, yeah. Yeah, be, being available and say, God, um, you know, and, and for a lot of people, it takes till you're at a point where you realize that everything else is worthless. That it, yep. a lot of people, you have to wait till you hit rock bottom, wait till you hit a place you're like, I am so dissatisfied with everything else. Um, but you don't have to wait till you're there. I didn't have to wait till I was there, fortunately, you know. Um, but you can meet God exactly say, God, I'm right here, and uh, I'd love to to follow you. I'd, lo- I'd love to, um, you know, just know you and and see who you are and discover who I truly am, what's my true identity in this. And um, for me, like I said, I'm a pastor, so I'll, I'm going to promote in this direction, but um, find a local community. If you know any Christians or or, or if you, you know, if you know people that are following God in that way, find a local community and get yourself plugged in there. And connect with people, um, get in the Word, get in the Bible. There's so much wisdom in this yep. book um, to read of the story of Jesus, to read the truth, read all of his teachings, um, and just honestly give yourself to it. There's nothing—I I, I don't really have any re- real regrets in life at this point in my life. Maybe maybe 20 years down the road, I'll have some crazy stuff to look back at. One thing I will never regret is just giving my all to Jesus, um, simply because— He's met me every step of the journey. When I talk about contentment, like, that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, we have Easter coming up. Um, you know, yeah. As we're recording this, I don't know when it might come after podcast out, but it's, um, you know, and you look at Christmas, you look at the holidays that we celebrate. Why, why do we celebrate them? Do we celebrate them because we want rabbits or like, you know, chocolate yeah. or gifts? Or I love celebrate? chocolate. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both. I am ready for chocolate, <laughs> yeah. And I have a bunny outfit that's amazing. That my oh, niece, my yeah, goodness. I might do another. I always bring it up. I worked for Halloween too, but, um, but yeah, it's, and it's, it's so profound, you know, when you go on that journey, you, you just, you can start whenever you're, you're ready. And, um, but it's definitely any other advice to people or things that you've helped other, you know, any other stories or you've seen people kind of just, yeah, I mean, honestly, those are the the, the top two things I normally say is, you know, get, find Jesus fortunately Jesus is looking for you too yeah and then find a community of people that you can trust people that are genuinely interested in seeing you in the best place for you yeah um unfortunately there are there are situations you could wind up in where um 
you know, people are looking out for their own best interest or they're not caring about you as much because they're looking out for themselves. Uh, surround yourself with people who are looking out for your best interest. And those are the people that will challenge you the most simultaneously. For me, yeah. and, and after they build your trust, you know, it's not going to be the day they meet you, they're not going to. Yeah. But for me, those are the, those are people that I'm, I'm accountable to. Those are the people I will challenge you the most. Say, hey, you said this, or hey, you did this. I just want you to think about, you know, think about what, what you did. Really process what's happening there. Yeah. Um, but man, giving yourself to God and giving yourself to a community in that sense, um, there's so much fulfillment in it. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Like yeah, really absolutely. just, uh, thanks uh, for having me on. Ah, Summer Rock Life Podcast Nation definitely was blessed today without a doubt. Um, and I know you're not active with it, but you're going to get a little active because I want, I want to send traffic to you. I want to, I want people <laughs> to, to follow you seriously. So what, where can people find you on Instagram? What's your Instagram uh, name? I think I'm Jeffrey Ike right now. J- How do you spell that? J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-E-I-C-H. Cool. So and that's me. Yeah, and you'll you'll follow him. I mean, he's 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 doing great things for the community, and uh, anything we can do to help you out, you know, we we're here for you, and uh, just uh, you're you're doing great things, and it's you know God's gift to us is life, and what we do with our life is our gift back to the universe and to Him, and I think yeah. when you understand that and you find your gift, and definitely your gift is what you're doing, and oh, continue with you, that. Um, now, you listen to the whole podcast uh, the, with Bob, or just a part of it? I think I listen. I might have had ten minutes left. Okay, perfect. So you don't know the last question that we ask no. before we wrap it up. Awesome. Good. I always pray for somebody not to listen to my <laughs> podcast before I ask it. So here's a question. Ready? This is the final question, and this is how we end everything. Ready? Seven Rock Life Podcast Nation is ready for this. Right. So if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be to the world? Mm. So you have one a billboard for the whole world to see, Mr. Jeffrey. That's good. What would That's your message good. be to the world for them to see? Oh, man. Jesus loves you exactly where you are. Mm. Why? He loves you because he died for you. He died for you exactly. He died. Jesus is on the cross. Sorry, I'll get into my preacher voice and I'll I'll get fired up. We're talking about the Easter story. Jesus is on a cross having done nothing wrong. The people who are crucifying him, he says, Father, forgive them. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't know what they do. I'm pretty sure they knew exactly what they were doing when they hammered nails into your wrists and they hung you up there. I'm pretty sure they were well aware of what was happening. And he says, forgive them. Why? Because the connection, the relationship with you is everything that matters to him. And Mm. so exactly how you are. And Carl Lentz always says this. I love it. He says, God loves you exactly as you are. So true. But he loves you too much to let you stay that way. Hmm. So when we come to Jesus broken, oh, he loves me in my brokenness. He loves me there. That, that, that's the message that's communicated here. That, that's the truth. There's real affirmation in that. But he loves me way too much to let me stay broken. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having like, uh, I, I'm not a dad, but can you imagine having, having a son or a daughter that's hurt? They break their leg or they, they get a scratch. They're riding their bike. They fall off their bike and they, they get scraped up and they come to you crying. Wow. And you just hug them. All right. Have a good day. No, 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 I'm going to get some Neosporin. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you're taken <laughs> care of. And so hey, if I had one billboard, that would be it. Jesus loves you exactly as you are. Dude, so profound. Yeah, Thank man. you. Give me a, give me a oh. pound. Guys, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, go follow him and his journey. Uh, him is, uh, as his fiance and, and soon-to-be wife. So, uh, so excited for their future and uh, all the things you're going to do. I know you're going to probably, uh, wink, wink, we're going to you know create some cool 
a music in the future together <laughs> with my beautiful That'd voice. Be awesome, oh, I'm um, excited. I know. Get, wait, <laughs> drop a little beat real quick. Come oh, on, I got nothing. Come on. I got I got nothing. You'll have to wait. You'll uh, have to wait to see what comes out. Right, next next <laughs> podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, go check us out on Instagram, Semarock Life. Uh, check out the book. Check out all the different clothing and charities, things that we do. And we're so blessed to have you guys as an audience. Uh, thanks again, Jeff, for coming. And uh, enjoy the rest of the day. God bless you all.